Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Joining me today in the SEN studios, to my right is James Arthur. To my left is... NFL punting superstar Chris Bryan. How are we, boys? G'day, Coach Rich. Very well, Coach. Is that a new nickname? Well, uh, yeah, he's... I've we'll just seen call him, him Coach. Yeah, Coach. He's, he's over there. He's got the buttons. He's got control of this team here, and yep. he tells Does, me... Just like at football, he doesn't do a lot. He just sits there and barks orders. <laughs> yep, and basks in the glory of his wins. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, your, your new nickname in the studio is now Coach. I'm Coach. All right. Coach You're going to listen to me, or...? Or is it going to be like at the club? Do I listen to you at football? Yeah. I listen, in my defence, I listen to you everything that's not O-line. You apologise later after I tell you to shut up. <laughs> and then say, oh, sorry about that, that was a bit out of order. Today on the show, we'll get into the newsroom. Uh, we'll take another look at Camp Crunch uh, as the second week of preseason games has come to an end. Um, and it's funny, when they first come back, you're like, yeah, football's back. You get through week two and you're like, oh, these are actually really bad. No, I'm still on. <laughs> no, I'm, still... I'm on, yeah. I'm it's weird. A lot of the teams play their starters a lot this week. It was yeah. really then, bizarre to me. Then there's others who had nobody active. Well, The, the, like the Bears had tons of starters. Yeah, out. they left in most of their starters. Cleveland left in about four defensive starters for the entire game, including Danny Shelton, their nose tackle, basically, them basically saying you need to work harder and yeah. we need to see what you can do. <sighs> Um, so it's interesting now, now whether they play none in the next game or whatever. It all kind of, you'll probably get all about the same snaps, but it's interesting the the way they're using the preseason games now. You can tell too that it's getting like camps getting longer. They're all getting chippy a little, you know. Oh, there's a, you know, a couple of guys got ejected. Ejected, so yeah. it, you know it's <laughs> that Mac, time. Jeremy Macklin kick, kick is couldn't have been a couple of like an O lineman and a D lineman having a punch up. It's like. Receivers and cornerbacks. What are you going to get upset at each other about? Someone touched you a little bit too physically. <laughs> Did like, you see the incident? It yeah, was a it was, little slap. Oh, it was nothing. Did you hear the the referee though? He said so and so from here, and then number twenty. Oh, I had the wrong numbers. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah he had the wrong numbers, but yeah. then he also said from St. Louis. But yes, obviously they're from did. the LA Rams now. He did. Yeah, I didn't I'm even. Like, you know what? Here. I remember that, but it didn't even click with me. Yeah, I was like, no, not, that's not St. Louis anymore. <laughs> That's rough. It's preseason for everybody, I guess. Who gets ejected in preseason? I guess they do. Um, The last thing we'll touch on um, as we continue our division previews is the AFC East. Uh, It's the 58th podcast. Let's get over to the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Uh, The Bills have had a rough week. Uh, Marcel Dorius placing himself into rehab, and they cut talented running back Carlos Williams. Um, as, I, as I said last week, there's a big, big hot seat for Rex, and I'm sure we'll talk about him later, but this is stuff they just don't need. Marcel Dorius is their highest-paid defensive player. Uh, he had a great year a couple of years ago. 
He was a bit down last year. He's got some serious issues, and now he's going to rehab. So who knows how much they can rely on him this season. Uh, look, it's really going to be interesting to see. Look, they don't need a nose tackle in that scheme that much. Rex will find a way around it. But he's a top 10 defensive lineman when he's up and about. And when you don't have a guy like that on the field, you're, you're always going to be worse. Now, they didn't really have him last year, so it's not like they're losing someone you know, that they had last year, but it's something they could have gained that they're not now. And that's that's a problem. Well, he's obviously, it's pretty important for them to give him a $96 million contract with $60 million guaranteed. Um, and then, you know, he decides that smoking weed's a little bit more important than $60 million, So Apparently he's got a problem with purple drank as well. What's, what do they call the purple drank? In the, That's exactly what they call it. It's the purple no, drank. In, in the articles they call when they write, when they type all professionally, what do they call it? Oh. Um, this, uh, codeine. He's got oh, a codeine, codeine issue. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, look, yeah, it's it's... Look, hopefully he comes out of the other uh, the other end and he he's going well. But it's you know it's not something that you want to be talking about this late in preseason uh, when you good. want to be fine tuning. So you have to think he's going to miss minimum half the season. Well, he was out for four already, wasn't he? Suspended for yeah. four already. So, so you so think he's he going to miss most? He's going to be. In, it's probably a twelve week program, maybe like yeah. so, know, like coding addictions. Like that stuff's not the easiest thing to kick, and there's probably a bit of painkillers in there. So there's some probably oxy oxy cotton. Yeah, Dick's going on as well. It's, look, hope, hopefully, he cleans it all up and and he's able to return. But right now, I presume they've placed him on the PUP. Uh, nothing's been done yet. So he's sitting on the active roster. He's still on the active roster. Oh, I assume that this only happened yesterday morning, yesterday afternoon, yeah. our time. So this morning in America. So it's a pretty recent story. I imagine he'll go to the to the PUP and. They'll work it from there. On the other hand, Carlos Williams, who they've cut, and they've said it strictly for performance reasons, that's not the case. This guy's a bit of a moron, um, has much like the same issues as, as Marcel Darius, and it's not a performance issue because last year he had 517 yards, seven touchdowns, only 93 carries, which is 5.6 average. That's that's pretty impressive for running back. They were the number one running team in the league with Sean McCoy and, and Carlos Williams helping out when he needed to. It's not – they haven't cut him because of performance issues because he's looked great. He looked great in week one of the preseason. They've cut him because he's got he's got some serious issues and they're obviously trying to clean up that locker room a little bit. So, as I said, it's another guy that they don't have from last year that they that they probably rely on. They need that running game to be really good. Yeah. So it's, just, oh. it's just another issue for them. But we'll talk about more about them later on. Yeah, we we're hitting on them later. So we'll get to them. So we'll, we'll... Do you find every week we're, when we're hitting on a team, there's some big news about them? It's almost like they know. It's almost Let like the news they, go. Well, they, they all they all listen to it. They're definitely downloading it, aren't they? Yeah. Definitely. Well, you big spoke to your, last week too. I was just looking at the stats. You spoke to Aaron Rodgers the other day, and he said he listens every week, tunes he, in. He loves my my docile tones. He said he does. He loves your talk of uh, your expertise about the O line. Wishes <laughs> he had you in his uh, in his O line for sure. Would be hard to get. Him <laughs> but in. he would not want fly, me in his O line. Fly him over and offer him a bag of chips. He'd go. <laughs> um, Dion Lewis is to have a knee clean up. Um, missed a couple of months, and also tackle Sebastian Vollmer is headed to the IR as well. You're just shaking your head. It's all happening again. Yep. And Dale Lewis is going to be fine. And this is so harsh, but he's way more replaceable than Sebastian Vollmer. They lost so many O-linemen last year. When he's healthy, I'm not saying he's the best at le- the best tackle in the league. He plays a bit of right, a bit of left. But he is a solid starting 
I'd say, average to above average NFL tackle. And when you don't have that, you've got to put someone else in who isn't as good. And this is the problem they had last year. They just keep losing offensive linemen, and it hurt them last year come playoffs. Denver tore them apart because they couldn't protect um, Tom Brady and they couldn't run the ball. So it's just another reason. Dale Moore should be fine, but it's not a good thing that after having surgery, it's not right and he has to go back in again. Like I don't, I've never had knee surgery, but that doesn't sound good. It's not fun. No, you wouldn't think so, but hopefully it is only a, a minor thing. Like you said, they got to uh, protect Tom, you know, later in the year, and you know it might affect the first four games when. Um, you Those know. first four games are big, which we'll, we'll get to when yeah, we we'll get, get to, to the yeah. division again. Another team we're talking about in the division. Good. Yeah, I think really quick, and I, I know we're going to touch on it later, but they got plenty of players there who are important to them who haven't got near, barely practicing, let alone in any of these preseason games. I mean, Gronk's missing. Things you Edelman, Edelman's a worry because his ankle injury is similar to what Des Bryant had last year, and we all know how that affected his season. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they how they relate from it. Oh, we'll get to them later. Broncos signed defensive tackle Henry Melton. Uh, this has had a little bit of depth. Uh, Wolf isn't banged up. is a bit banged up. Um, uh, for those who watched that game, Aussie Adam Gotts took a lot of snaps. Played quite played well. A lot of that game played, really played pretty well. well. But clearly they're just looking to add some more depth. Yeah. Chris, did Henry Melton, was he in Tampa Bay when you were there? Uh, name doesn't ring a bell, no. No? He was... Um, <laughs> Probably had the locker next to you. Wouldn't talk to you. Probably did Just came yeah. up bags, <laughs> punter. <laughs> yep, he wears number you know. 90, if that helps you. He he was a really no, good player and had one really good year under... Or he was under Lovey Smith. Yeah. So he must... Yes, and me. Yeah, he was well after you. He was in Chicago with Lovey Smith then... Went to Tampa when Lovey Smith was hired, so yeah, he was he was a bit, a bit after you. But this is a guy who he played a year for the Cowboys. He's a really good pass rushing inside inside lineman, um, interior lineman, I should say. He, he's he's getting a bit older, but he's a good rotational guy, and they'll use him. Uh, it's not great news for for Gotsis. I would have preferred them to say, oh, you know, Derek Wolf's injured, but Adams the man, he can get it done. So. It's not great news adding someone out. Look, he's not, it's not like he's going to get cut or anything, but it's not great news adding someone in his position to a rotation. It just means less playing time for him. So hopefully, you know, hopefully it doesn't impact him too much. That's why I really put it on there because I just don't want it to impact Gotsis too much. It, I want to see him playing all the time. Yeah, I, I kind of thought maybe it's a bit of insurance and I'm not 100% sure of. Uh, it's it's of a vet minimum status. contract, yeah, so it's, it's, it's nothing major. But it, it's interesting. And this is the time you get a lot of, a lot of veterans getting signed. Speaking of veterans getting signed, Eagle Eagles sign ex Leo. Oh, sorry, Eagles sign ex Detroit Lions Stephen Tug to a one-year deal. I presume to uh, give him some depth at middle linebacker. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Why he's been a solid player for a long time in the NFL. He had a really good year two seasons ago when Detroit were the number one defense. A uh, bit of a down year last year without and Sue and Nick Fairley keeping um, offensive yeah, linemen. Funny off about him. that. It's difficult when you've got. You know, when you're not as good up front, the linebackers love having those big D tackles in there. But uh, I think it's a great signing for them. It's certainly one of their weaknesses. He'll be really good on running downs, and, and he's a pretty good pass coverage guy too. So he, he'll be their third middle linebacker that will rotate through a lot, I'd imagine. Look, he's well, 31, but they said, uh, you know, he said he's had over 100 tackles in four of the last five seasons. So yeah. for him to be, you he know. He was a bit injured last year as well, so that could have been why. I, I 
31's not that old for a linebacker. He wouldn't think so. So he'd probably if, get a year. If his depth player coming off surgery, yeah, I reckon. I think he'd be what, fine. Experience there can only help. Yeah, it's it's a great signing, and by all means, he was a real leader in Detroit, so he could add that that bit um, that role to them as well. Last thing before we get out of the newsroom, Steelers running back Levante Bell has his suspension reduced from four games to three. Chris, this is huge news for their offense. It's one of the most potent ones going around, but with their suspensions, it certainly took the gloss off it. Uh, this is great news for them. Well, absolutely. I mean, he's a, obviously a key component to their to their game. Um like we said earlier, it was you know he's going to get an extra paycheck, which we said maybe it's not that great being a rookie contract, but um, you know it's a little win that you want this time of year. So you know hopefully you know his production for that extra game it warrants you know they could equal an extra win. Yeah, well, well what's what's week four? I think it's a division game. Is it against the Bengals? Ah, uh, oh crap! I think this if we had this run down. The- if we had the run sheet earlier, we could have we had could all have this had research it. done. But well, why don't you tell everyone, buddy, why we don't have the rundown earlier, James? Oh, I, had a, I had a bit of a bit of a phone dramas today. Mm-hmm. My phone shut down on pay me. Pay your bills. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't pay the bill, they don't leave it connected. How late was it that it got connected? Seriously, I have no idea. How much did you have to pay them today to get it turned back on? One like one month's worth. Was there a disconnection for No. It was all, more that they didn't tell me. It's it was all, all the, the calls NFL. from Tahiti home to the wife. You know, <laughs> Probably. It was, Actually, it was a little bit larger than I thought it would than be. Than a normal one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's life. That's life. Oh, I can't get that. Either way. All, all, I, the, all this fluff I feel like. <laughs> I still can't get the schedule up. Either way, at some point, and we were discussing this just before we started, Levian Bell at some point needs to be held accountable. He got suspended this year for not showing up to drug tests, for not reporting to the drug tests. Now, whether that means he was guilty of it or not, it, it, no one knows. So he's going to be punished as if he was because he didn't turn up. He needs to start taking some ownership because if he has one more year where he gets hurt and then if he gets another suspension and every year it feels like he's missing two, three, four games and then he gets hurt after playing five, everyone else, if this was DeMarco Murray, imagine how the, the, perspect, the perspective of the media would be against him. A lot different than the way Levy and Bell gets treated. I think at some point he needs to be held accountable for it. And if it continues, I think he will. He'll it'll come contract time the end it'll of the cost year, him. it will. Yeah, for sure. Who you know, you're not gonna give him that long term contract nope. because you go, Well, he's gonna get suspended again and you know, we're gonna be missing out on him. So you know, it could uh, effectively get him one, you know, what's two he, year deals. What's he in year three of his? I think deal? he's in year four. I think this is his last. This will be the last one. Free yeah. agent at the end of the year. He's a second round pick, I believe. Re- looking really quickly at at um, at the Steelers' schedule. I mean, they open with Washington on the Monday night. When at Washington, they then host Cincinnati. That's a tough game. Then they're at Philly. That's a tough game. And he's now back. For hosting the Chiefs, so that's that's I mean that, that's a pretty big that's a pretty big mm. game. The Chiefs are a tough opponent. They're a good defense. I think they said that could that could add another win. Having him in that game could really help them. Obviously, having him in any game could help them. But yep. you know, they should like I'm hoping they beat Washington and Philadelphia without him. But the Bengals coming into town, that's a tough team to beat. Now I know they've got D'Angelo Williams, but he's not Levy and Bell, and Levy and Bell needs to. He needs to step it up and, and grow up a little bit. I know that's rich coming from me because I'm probably the most childish guy in the world. <laughs> but I'm not an NFL running back. He needs to grow up 
and start to respect the, the process. And if you're smoking weed, stop. And if you aren't, turn up to your drug meetings, get tested, pass, and you're all good. It's pretty simple. It's, not, it's really not difficult to do. It's not. What's happening in training camp this week? This is Camp Crunch. We're starting Camp Crunch with a news item I'm probably the most excited about. Clowney. He had a big game against the Saints. He was everywhere, pushing no lineman around. He was a, making he was a plays. beast. It was awesome. He's back. It looked like college Clowney. It did. It, it was, was so, so good. I watched this game. I, I wasn't going to watch it because the Texans don't really excite me that much, especially in the preseason. There's no one I really... All their starters are pretty much cemented in. But then when I when I saw the update and the review of the game saying that Clowney dominated, I went back and watched and... You know, sometimes they report, oh, he dominated, he looked really good, this and that. Uh, He dominated every single snap. It was inside hand, into the chest of a tackle. Their tackles are big guys, Andreas Pete and and Zach Streif. I'm not saying they're necessarily the most talented tackles in the league, but Andreas Pete was a first-round pick two years ago. Zach Streif's about a 12-year vet. So then they had to play football, and they're both 320-6-7. So they're big dudes, and he threw them around like ragdolls. At one point, they brought in the backup tackle that he literally picked up with one hand, threw him to the ground, and tackled the running back for a four-yard loss. I hope he turns into what I... Because we love him. And oh, yeah. I think the Texans made a great pick selecting him over getting sucked in by anything else. kind of remember who they were getting sucked in by at that point, but it was a terrific pick. So I, I hope he develops, and this is his year. Yeah, I haven't seen that game. Um, Tune in it. just to watch him. It's seriously I, worth it. I will. It. I will. Uh, I'm just trying to find uh, Clowney's draft class. Who else was in that draft? I believe... It's coming, it's coming, it's loading. What, it's slow internet speed here in the SN studio. It's, it's, really, it's pretty bad. It's really get it fixed. I think also on that game, um, I think Brock Osweiler definitely looked a lot more comfortable. Um, Much more comfortable. In his, in his, I didn't obviously watch the game, but I've seen a couple of his highlights and... Um, he looked yeah, much better. He looked like he had command of the of the huddle and you know took control of it. So and you know as we, as we said in week one it, when we were comparing him with Gabbert, it was probably a bit unfair of me to compare him to Gabbert because Osweiler is a lot more talented and Osweiler is going to be the starter of that team. So yeah. I wasn't saying that they're the same situation. I'm just saying they both looked average last week. Yeah. But Osweiler is certainly a more talented player. A couple of people came to me and said, Texans fans said, oh you know. How can you compare Osweiler with, with Gabbard? I wasn't trying to do that. <laughs> Obviously, Osweiler's a much better player with a much a lot more upside. Top 10 of the uh, Clowney draft classes. Clowney was one. Greg Robinson to the Rams was two. Blake Bortles to the Jags was three. Sammy Watkins to the Bills was four. Khalil Mack to the Raiders was five. Jake Matthews to the Falcons at six. Mike Evans to the Bucks at seven. Justin Gilbert to the Browns at eight. And Anthony Barr to the Minnesota Vikings at nine. Eric Ebron went to Detroit at ten. Mack the best player in that so far, you reckon? Oh, Khalil Mack's a freak show. Anthony Barr, maybe? Anthony Barr's good. But it's Those more, two. they were getting sucked, they were getting baited by the quarterbacks. Now, when you think Derek Carr was the guy that was really brought up that year because of the his brother being there before and, and failing... You know, pretty poorly. Um, th- th- that was kind of the talk. So they they get sucked in between you know Blake Bortles, Teddy Bridgewater was in that draft as well, and I believe Johnny Manziel. So they 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 didn't take the quarterback, and I hope it pays yeah, off for them. Turning out. Speaking of quarterbacks, Andrew Luck looked pretty good in a small sample size against the Ravens. We we talked earlier when we covered them. I'm I'm worried that he could 
be injured like he was and they haven't done enough to address it, but he looked pretty sharp. He just needs to stay healthy, doesn't he? That's you know, it's he's proven that every time he's out there he he's master of it. He controls the game and gets the job done. So it's the O line. They if, need to protect him. They they have to. And I think we spoke about it last week, didn't we, that you know, they dra- they drafted heavily on the O line, so you know, they know they've got to look after that $100 million. So they're putting things in place. Hopefully that O-line can stand up and stay strong, you know, early, you know, in their career so they can look after him. But, he, de- yeah, he definitely looked sharp. Talking about uh, the Texans just before. I, uh, Sorry, I, was, I, I, I That's all right. I kind of screwed that up yeah. myself. I should have read ahead. Um, we should have had were, the rundown we were, earlier too. We were talking about Brock Osweiler. <laughs> um, look, rookie receivers Will Fuller and Braxton Miller – they look like certainties to be on the field all the time with DeAndre Hopkins in a three-receiver set. Braxton Miller. Almost all the time. He looks really impressive as a slot receiver. And we all know that he was a – maybe you don't know, he was a quarterback at Ohio State, a very good one. Uh, uh, pump the brakes. He went undefeated. He was a good college quarterback. Yeah. Because if he was a great one, he'd play quarterback in the NFL. That's true. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll cop that. But yeah, he transitioned into wide receiver at his senior year, or his, his last year in college, not his senior, his junior, and let Cardell Jones take over as the quarterback um, and looked awesome in college as a receiver. And I didn't think it would develop, but what they now have with him as a slot receiver is jet sweeps. He can run the jets really well. Plus, you can run some trick stuff with him because he can throw he the can ball. Throw it. Yep. So you can run the jets with the, with the throw. You can run throwbacks. So many things he can do for that offense. And Will Fuller is just a burner. That's all he has to do there. And we discussed, I think he was one of my seven I hit on in the mock draft, I believe, because I thought he was just such a perfect fit for Houston. And he doesn't have to do anything. All he's going to do is beat single coverage all the time. And there's not many guys that can keep up with him in the NFL. That's, that's definitely going to help Brock too, isn't it? You know, he's to have those weapons everywhere. And they added Lamar Miller as well. Let's not forget that. Yeah, they could be. Yeah, they, they could be sneaky or right. Well, we discussed them last week, and yeah. they, I said they could be anything from eight and eight to twelve and four. Yeah. that's just honestly how. You, now I, I predicted them as at the lower end, but when we get to our prediction show, I might have to change my mind. It's every time I watch a preseason game, I change my mind somehow about different guys. If Osweiler can be. Let's just say he can be above average. Let's just say he, he sits somewhere at the end of this season between the 15th and the 10th quarter. I'll say right on the old Dalton scale before yep. he got good. Yeah, let's just say that. He sits somewhere between 15 and 10. That team with a quarterback that can do that is Super Bowl caliber. Oh, going to say well, you 11 got the defense. Wins. You got the defense. They were the number one defense stop, in the yeah. past six games last year, and, and not just by there a bit. As well. <laughs> so I'm, I'm saying this team's they've added the I'll pieces. See, someone look up with their Super Bowl odds. Uh, it could be a it's, dark horse tip right there. Seriously, it, they if they can get good production, the running game's going to be better with Lamar Miller because we all know how I feel about him. He's a fantastic football player. They added a couple of good receivers. If the tight end steps up, Fredericks, who knows. That's all, that's all it's going to take. I, I, I think they've got the pieces. It's going to be interesting. Um, heading up north towards Denver, Paxton Lynch uh, certainly announced himself. He's ready to battle for the quarterback position in Denver with a pretty good performance in the second preseason game. Um, there's not a lot of... I mean, he's battling with Sanchez. and yeah. How long before you think we'll see him, Chris? I don't think it'll be long. I don't think it'll be long. And I think, um, you know, I've seen... And read today that Mark Sanchez, you know, admitted that he'd he'd let it slip in this. You know, he had a chance to to put some separation on the pack, um, but he didn't. So, you know, 
if you leave the door open, um, you know, the rookies are going to come through. I still think Mark Sanchez will get the starting job early on just because he's a he's a veteran. Um, but if these guys keep performing pre-season, then, you know, when the reps they get at practice, it only takes a few more Mark Sanchez interceptions and, um, you know, they'll, they'll lose patience. So you just got to keep doing the right stuff. Yep. And you have to remember... Yeah, Sanchez is Sanchez. We know that. He's also about an eight-year veteran in the NFL. That's right. So to last eight years in the NFL, you, you have to be able to play in some regard. He took the he took the Jets two to AFC two AFC championships, championships and they were they years. were robbed of one. No, they weren't robbed. They lost a real close one, I should say. The Patriots got him in one one real close game. Uh, they were a, they were a couple of plays away from playing in a Super Bowl and potentially winning one. So. He has been around a long time, and they're going to go with him, in my opinion. But it was just good to see Paxton Lynch. Now he was fifteen to twenty six, so he's got to get his accuracy sorted out. He yep. he throws high sails on him a lot because he's so powerful, and he's learning to harness that. But being in the NFL with the best coaching you can get, I imagine they're better than his college coaches at, at teaching him. He's going to get better, and it's going to look. He's going to be great. Uh, the exotic Smash Mouth <laughs> is already over. As much as we all love the nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't look too good on the weekend. But Mariota looked pretty good. Um, oh, I think he looked better than pretty good. Um, he making up for the difference. He looked pretty good. He looked pretty sharp. Yeah, and he started He started hitting. Now, they – sorry, I didn't put this in the news. They traded Dora Green-Beckham during the week to the Eagles. Um, that was basically just after our last podcast. They, they traded him. So I'm starting to see why because Tajay Sharp, the rookie fifth-round pick, looks to be already better than what – um, Dora Green Beckham was doing, and he's a very similar player. So he looked fantastic in that game. It was good to see the exotic Smash Mouth fail, and then Mariota say, you know what, it's not working, and they put the ball in his hands, and they set up in the exotic Smash Mouth formation, but then passed out of it, and it worked. So that's, you know, you can take that as a, as a negative or a positive. It depends how you look at it. Teams are going to shut down the run. If they really want to shut it down, they're going to load the box and shut it down. If Mariota can torch guys when they do that, that's what's going to make it successful. And first impression today, it worked. Yeah. I, sorry, big long pause there. That's all right. I, I just don't... I can't get excited about him as a general rule. I think the other three teams are ahead of him in Oh, yeah, there's a the real division. lack of talent on that team, don't get me wrong. But if you're a Tampa Bay fan, like our, like our good friend Ash Mays, it's something to look forward Sorry, to. Sorry, what did you say? Did I say Tampa Bay? Yes. I was looking at you. If you're a I'm Titans a Tampa fan. Bay fan. If you're a Titans fan, it's something to look forward to. And that's the thing. Oh, it's because I'm looking at Tampa Bay in the next line. It is, it's something to look forward to, and that's all you want. You want to see improvement, and you want to see the team trying to get better in any way they can, and that's a good start. Agreed. Um, I want to skip over that. All right, you're officially trolling me now in, the, in, my, in my own rundown. Tampa Bay second-round pick... Kicker Roberto, is it a gay agro Aguayo. Aguayo, or whatever. He's going to get cut in a minute. No, he's not. He missed two field goals, one of thirty-two and one of forty-nine, after missing an extra point the the week earlier. If he was an undrafted rookie, Chris, how fast would he be shown the door? I don't even think they would have let him on the bus after the game. <laughs> like he would have gone in after the game, and they would have just escorted him straight out. 
keep your helmet, keep your pads, just get out. It's such a Tampa Bay thing to happen. I'm so mad about he it. He never missed a kick in college football. Now, the stats will show he missed one, but it was blocked. It wasn't his fault. Yeah, he didn't miss. He's never missed one that hit his boot. It's. I'm sorry. It's so funny, though. I was trolling you. It, and it's, it's so annoying. Like, if he ends up being crap and you guys burn a second-round pick on it, you will never hear the end I of it. I still can't oh. believe that it... Like, they had, Connor Bath was there. He... Don't even start me on why. Was, well, we let him walk. He went to Atlanta. Yeah, oh, sorry, all the Saints. He's at the Saints. Saints. One yeah. of them. He's going to be their star. Uh, was, he, he was there when you were there, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, Bath? yeah. yeah we uh, didn't miss. Good good guy? Really good guy. But the, the biggest thing is... Like, you don't sick. I don't get it. You can get these guys off the street. There's, yeah. a, there's <laughs> an Aussie out of work who can hit those. Um, Craddock. Brad Craddock. Yeah. He can hit those. It's so funny. Just if, makes if, me if, so Honestly, mad. if he was undrafted... He'd be he, gone. Well, he'd be competing with someone, which he's not because he was a second-round well, pick. Well, that's right, yeah. He'd be competing with someone, and he'd probably be losing. It's bizarre, but that's... Well, he would have lost. You do that after two preseason games... Yeah. You were just... in a special teams camp. They're gone, aren't they? Well, if Mike Westhoff was your special <laughs> you would be you'd be lucky to be alive. Actually, we've so actually got Mike Westhoff on the show next week, um, oh, yeah. but he asked if you couldn't be on it. <laughs> I'll sit here and press the mute button. On the no, yeah, I don't. Yeah, again, just uh, well fished, JA, uh, for the Richie's I, I reaction. Gotta, I'm going to move on to something better. Um, on, Vernon Hargraves, the third. You got to put that in. I'm not putting that in. Ever. That's his name. His name's either VG or VH or Vernon Hargrove. The third. Looked really good. Had two interceptions. I'm more than happy to call it one of the weakest parts of of Tampa's defense. It was the secondary last year with all those used up, recycled pieces of rubbish that Lovey brought in. a bit harsh. I think Ultra and Vernon's a really good corner. He he is a good add. Oh, he's a terrific This is going to be really good. Adding a good corner is much like adding a good O-lineman, in my opinion. You had a good corner, right? He ends comes your starter. Then your starter, who's probably a little bit outmatched going up against number one receivers, he rolls down to the number two, and all of a sudden that matchup's a bit better. Then your slot guy becomes just second becomes just just a slot guy, and he's more comfortable there. All of a sudden, getting one guy can improve three positions on your defense. Now let's not pretend that third cornerback isn't a starter in the NFL anymore, because I'm almost ready to stop naming fullbacks as starters and. And and linebackers are starters. Everyone runs a nickel now. Yeah. So well, you're almost in nickel. What do they say? Sixty five percent of the time. It's more, more like seventy nine. It's Insane. ridiculous. No one. I think teams run fullbacks on goal line and short yardage if they feel like it. It just doesn't happen anymore. So I think that's a. It's been a great ad for them. And that was another one I got. I got the tick of approval on in the mock draft, which is really looking good for me right now. All the guys I picked have looked really, really sharp. Big, big pets on the back over there. Yeah, I love myself. Um, now, James, last week. As Chris and I sat here in amazement, oh no, sorry, not really. You talked Chris into how good the Jags were going to be. I think Chris is fully on board. They look good again. <laughs> and this time, what did we say last good. week was their only issue was the offensive line. And and Jokel had to step up. Luke Jokel's put two good games together. Now I know it's only preseason in a row, two in a row, which is more than he's ever put together in his career. That can't be a bad sign. I, I'm sorry. He went, up, he went up against starting defensive ends for the entire time he was in and did a really good job against him. That can't hurt. That's got to be a good thing. Again, the whole offense looked really sharp, and it could be clicking for Jokel. 
Who is that? That's not me. <laughs> That's Chris <laughs> yes, again. Was. was it? Yeah. It's 100% you. Oh, Came through your mic. Um, <laughs> Sorry, mo- I didn't have anything to add. I That's just right. thought I'd watch a replay. <laughs> moving on from the Jags, we're going to rapid fire with some quarterbacks to finish. Chris, I'll throw it to you first. Uh, Jared Goff fumbled twice. Looks shaky again. There's no chances to start a week one. You wouldn't think so. you got to you got to take your opportunities, don't you, when they're there. But... Um, like Dak Prescott, you know, is the next one on your list there. He, you know, he's taken his chance. He, he knows he's not going to be the starter. He knows maybe Tony will get injured, so he's got to perform now. <laughs> you're, coming over there. you're treading on dangerous water. And he, you know, he got it done. Like, and he, his arm was good, but also his legs. Like, he took off when he, the pocket collapsed. And He's a guy that you, if you need to start him, you can construct a game plan that works for him. Yeah. Um, he's. I said Tony Romo had a press conference after this week's game, and said he didn't realize how good he was, and everyone thought he was going to be this running, flashy sort of quarterback. But it's his intelligence, and he just picks up on everything so quick. Which coming from the system he was in in college, it was all spread option, read option. To come in and get Dallas Cowboys are a very pro style offense. They're very single back under center, play the huddle right, play the clock, drain clock, control the game. So he's come in and really understood that. And, yeah, whether it's against starters or second strings or whatever, whoever he's gone against, he's dominated. That has to be a good sign. Uh, look, he's- if Seattle can hit on one with Russell Wilson, why can't the Cowboys? Yeah. There's, and I'm not saying he's the best, he's going to be great, but everyone said this when Russell Wilson was dominating very similarly to simil- yep. similarly, is that right? No. To Dak Prescott. <laughs> and everyone laughed and said it might not be, but it turned out it was. So who, who knows? Yes. They might have hit on one. Uh, look. I really found himself a bargain. Yeah. Like, By the way, they don't need to get another backup. Yeah, he's got a bargain here. They do not need a backup. Last one, Teddy Bridgewater mysteriously didn't play. There's still not a reason for this. Basically, Zimmer has Scared. said, I didn't want him to. Scared. Scared. Going up against Seattle, starting D-line with a, I don't want to say untalented, but I'm going to, an untalented offensive line, missing a couple of starters. He didn't want Bridgewater getting hammered by him. It was 100% Oof. scare. That's just my take on it. I watched that game. And Sean Hill, who was the backup, got crunched. And I think that's why he left him out. Because there's been no explanation. He didn't do anything no, wrong. None. There's been literally he wasn't no hurt. reason. He did nothing wrong. Coach's that's, decision. Yep. I would say that he just went, I'm not going to put you in that situation where you can potentially get hurt. Interesting. And why not? Like, yeah, it's not yeah, done. It's a preseason. That's what it's yeah, for. It's, it's not done at yep. all. He can play three quarters this week. Uh, next, we're going to be hitting on the AFC East, which was taken out by the Patriots. Surprise, surprise. They win 12 games every year. The AFC East, dominated by the New England Patriots for many a year. With no Tom Brady for three, four games, is this the year they don't win the division? I suppose that's either of you. Yes. No. Ooh. I don't think they win the division. Oh, all right. Here's why. Edelman's banged up already. He's really their only good, even above average receiver. Amandola's okay. You know, Chris Hogan's okay. There's not a lot after that. Aaron Dobson's never really worked out. Um, you know, Dion Lewis, who's their best running back, is banged up. How's that going to hurt them? Rob Gronkowski, yeah, he's the best tight end in the NFL. Ever. Anyway, ever. And Matalius Bennett was a great great addition. But if, say they lose the first four games. Uh, 
No, they won't. Cardinals first week. They've got Cardinal. They're they're in Arizona for the Cardinals. You got the Cardinals. They're at home they got for the Dolphins. Miami. Then they got Miami the Texans. Beat them last year. Three home games they have. Yeah, and they got the Texans at and home and the Bills. So they got two divisional games. They got they go on, home games. They go on the road against the Cards. Then they're home to the Dolphins, Texans, and Bills. And then Brady comes back and they destroy the Browns. How many games do you think Tom Brady's won them last year? Let's say. Eight? Ten? <laughs> How many do you think without him they'd lose? Okay, that's a better question. So they go. F- I'd have to go back and look at it. I'd honestly have to look at it. I couldn't tell you who I don't think. I week. think they lose one of those division games because you know my opinion on division games are rich. I don't know if so they're three heard. and one? I, I think they're one and three. No, they, always, they, no, they always lose that game late in the year when they go to the Dolphins. Dolphins don't come Dolphins to their beat, house Dolphins beat them. beat them last year in week two or three. Now, I think it was, it was, I think there, it was in Miami. It's always yeah. in Miami. But... You've got Garoppolo. Okay, so you go to Arizona. I think Arizona... See, I thought he looked okay on the weekend. He looked okay. Yeah. He, didn't look he, did. okay. he didn't look okay. bad. Um, okay is a big drop-off from Tom Brady. Oh. Let, let's really look at this in perspective. That is the best quarterback of all time. Oh, of course. You a drop-off to okay is massive at you, the it, most important position. You now only need to go okay for four weeks. Yeah, it's a quarter of the season, and I get that. But if you go two and two, is that know, enough with all their other with the, the talent they have at other positions? I don't know if that's enough. Their O line is is average. They don't have Sebastian Vollmer. He won't be playing in that game. They, I'll ride. I tell you what, that's cool. I'll ride with Belichick. They win the division. He's, yeah. Wait, oh, look. It's been like what ten years straight. He's won ten ten games or more. So, so, something's something got to, like at some that. point. Tom Brady has to decline a little bit. I'm not saying he's going to, he's going be, to drop off the cliff. It can be this year. I, be. I'll, I'll, just back, I'll back the coaching staff in. Yeah, at some point he's going to decline. and I think. So you think they go one and three? 100%. And then how many Tom oh. wins are the next 12 games? Well, that's You're uphill then. Now, Brady's going to come back in, in FU mode. He's going, to, he's going to want to stick it to Goodell like he wants to every year um, for a mistake that he makes every year, but let's not get into that. He's going to come back and he's going to play really well. You start. It could be Owen for. There's we no. Just, uh, I'll take yeah. any bet. Let's say okay. Let's say I, I say they they win one game out of them. They they beat Miami or Buffalo. That, Texans. We were just discussing. They're a good team. If everything goes the way that we hope it's going to go for them, how are their O line going to stop JJ Watt and Clowney if they're both firing? Yeah, they'll struggle. That's but what they'll, I mean. They'll, they'll and then you've got Gar- and then and then Garoppolo is going to run this timing perfectly timed system offense that Tom Brady's been running for 15 years and gets it perfectly. Gro- Groppolo's just going to get that in the space of... No, he's going to throw it to Gronk 10 times. See, I, I just... I, I can't see him being that good. I, I think the drop-off is too grand from Tom Brady to, to, to Groppolo. Oh, look... And I think people are underappreciating how big that drop-off's going to be. At co- if it was a running back, even if it was Gronk, I'd be like, you know what? They've got Brady. They can survive. If they were any other team, I'd agree. Yeah, they're, so, they're, they're very well coached. Look, that, that's, that's I the think thing. they've said that. Uh, Belichick said that a lot. That it's it's a team. Like he even he ejects his own players if they fight at training. So I think it's more. It is more than just Tom. Although he's ninety percent of it. But the team atmosphere, the team ethos, I guess that Belichick's trying to bring in. I see him at least getting two and two over that. Then you got twelve games to go. Say he wins eight, you know he's, he's still he's still got a ten win season. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still pretty good. Oh, it's going to be their test, isn't it? The first four this is, weeks. Yeah, this is going to if, if, if say they go one and three, 
and then Tom Brady, if, if he declines a little bit... Well, that's it. Yeah. That's the thing. That's going to be really difficult to come back from... Even two and two is hard to come. This is the NFL. Yeah. Like, you know, he could come back rusty. He could lose a little bit on his of his ball. He could, he could age. He's 39 years old. Now... Look, see, with all seriousness, we could sit here every season and predict at some point he's going to drop off because well, he's 39. You're be right eventually. And you're going to be right eventually. Yeah. I just have a real feeling that it's it's coming. Um, I didn't have that feeling last year, but I really have it this year. And, and the year before when they lost those first couple of games and the sky was falling and, and Brady was no good anymore. It was, it was and then the they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, and then they won the Super Bowl. I didn't believe it then either, but I believe it now. And I might be wrong. And I kind of hope I'm wrong because I do really enjoy I think Tom Brady... Being on the Patriots and being Tom Brady is good for football. Yeah. It's good to watch, but I just feel like it's coming. Um, That's a tough schedule they have too. It's really if you win, if you're number one every year, you play the better teams every year. That's why it's so impressive they've been doing it for so long. I, only guy I want to discuss on defense is Jamie Collins. I feel like he could really. He was awesome last year. Absolutely awesome. 90, 90, over, 90 overall ranking on Pro Football Focus, which is right up there for, for linebackers. Ranked five in, in the league for middle linebackers. I think he can go to Defensive Player of the Year sort of echelon. Ooh. And I think he, I'm not saying he'll win Defensive Player of the Year, but Ooh. much like the Honey Badger stepped it up that notch, I feel like he can become. Ooh, there's that, my tip for Defensive Player of the yeah, Year. He can become that sort of player. So I just want to discuss him quickly. Um, who, how many wins you got him, you got him having? Ten. Patriots. Yep. Yeah, I'd I'd say let's ten minimum eleven. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going ten and six, but they're not but they're not I winning s- the division in my mind. Who? All right. We still got three teams. We got three teams to go. I guess you're going to tell. I was going to say, there, coach. I was going to say who. I guess you'll tell me. Um, <laughs> New York Jets ten and six. Uh, probably the biggest surprise coming out division after the preseason. I reckon most people would have had them finishing last in the division coming in. Uh, the best thing that happened to him was Geno Smith's jaw getting just annihilated in the preseason because, personally, he stinks. Fitzpatrick stepped in. He found a connection with their receivers, and away it all went. And it looked good. Um, looked they okay. screwed up at the end of the year. Choked. Uh, yeah, call it what you want. They should have made the playoffs. Lost that game. Missed out. Ten wins. It's rare. Can they repeat it? My money says no. My money 100% says no. Um, they have lost too much, in my opinion. Like They lost Snacks Harrison, their defensive lineman. I'm not saying he was the best defensive lineman in the league, but he's probably the best two or three run stoppers in the league. You need that. The Jets rely on that run stopping defense. That will hurt them. Now, they have Wilkerson. They've got some really good players still. But, yeah, I, I feel like losing a guy... Losing a guy that was a great starter for you the year before is never a good thing. It, yeah, it's not. And, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they nearly lost him this year, didn't they? He's come in late. He's missed the whole offseason, all the OTAs. And I think he looked rusty on, oh, I think on the he, weekend. I think he's looked terrible in preseason. So, you know, there's a there's a rough start to the year. You know what I mean? You, same was what we were talking about with Tom. That It's going to be a drop-off. How far? And... If you're all of a sudden one and three after four and you're the Jets, you you might not come back from that. Can I give you something worse than that? Go on. All right. You you, you give me the wins, okay? They open with Cincinnati. Loss. They then play the Bills. Loss. Chiefs. Loss. Seahawks. Loss. It gets worse. Steelers. Loss. Cardinals. Loss. And then they have the Ravens. 
Yeah, who, who knows what the Ravens will be like? And then the Browns. It could be all over the yep. Jets like that. It could be so fast. Now, I, I reckon they'll they'll etch out one or two wins out of there because someone will have a, let, a, a down week and they'll beat someone. But it's going to be a tough start. It, it's they'll be they'll be behind uh, below five hundred at the halfway mark of the year. Hundred percent, they will. Hundred percent. And yeah. then you you're pushing it up from there, aren't you? Really? Yeah. Now let's let's not. They've got Ryan Fitzpatrick back, which I know you mentioned before. But that's not going to carry it away with it. Ryan Fitzpatrick's not Tom Brady. No. He's, no, he's an not. average... No. Oh, yeah, I he's, agree. It's even probably... He's probably the somewhere between 20 and 30th ranked quarterback in the yeah. NFL. When you really look at it in perspective of how good quarterbacks now are... He just, made, he just created a really good connection with Marshall and Decker. I yep. think Marshall and Decker were the reason that was such a good... Because oh. they were so good. Maybe. How many times yep. did he just throw it throw up it to up one to of them and they made plays for him? Yep. A guy who I'm looking forward to see how he goes in his second year is Devin Smith. Second round pick last year. Burner, really quick. Can they find a way to use him? I know he was a bit banged up last year. Interesting to see how, how he develops... Forte, do you think? I was going to say the out of Forte. Oh, Forte, yeah. Yeah, that, that'll be the interesting thing. They have to use him well. Can he produce anything? Like, like he's always been a, a guy who's really good out of the backfield, um, catching the football rather than just being a, a tote the rock kind of guy. I. He'll be sharing carries with Blau Powell. and he's on the wrong side of. Um, oh, he gets yeah, he's 30. over thirty, and he gets injured a lot, doesn't he? He gets banged up late in he the gets, year because he has so many. Touches, whether yep. it be runs or, or, or catches, a lot, a lot like LeSean McCoy in Buffalo, who we'll get to next. But how do you? Uh, sorry, I'm bouncing around. But while we're talking about the running game, I mean, how do you replace DeBrickashaw Ferguson, a guy who never misses? Snap? Well, Ryan Clady's the guy they're relying on. Now he has been up and down through his career. When he's healthy, there's no doubting his talent. He's a two-time Pro Bowler. If they can get. Uh, it's such a Jets thing to happen to them that they'll pick him up and he'll suck and then he'll have a crap year and retire and be out of the NFL. I'm hoping that doesn't happen to them. I'm hoping they actually, something goes their way for once because I thought that was a really intelligent trade when the Brickshaw Ferguson retired pretty suddenly. They went and found a guy straight away. At least they're trying. You know, they bought back Fitzpatrick. You know, a lot of thoughts wouldn't get done. Now, it did in the end. Now, who knows who had to, you know, give up what to get that done. But they got it done, and they brought back a quarterback, which gives them the best chance to win. You know, Nick Mangold's pretty old. James Carpenter's a, a solid guard. Um, but you're right. They're, they're not loaded at O-line. There's Dur- a lot of red there, isn't there? Yeah, there, there is. Yeah. Like, D- Darrell Revis, he's getting older too. Now, I'm not saying he's going to suck this year. Oh, no. He'll, but he'll he's, good, he declined he'll, last year, and, and he'll, he'll decline he'll again. He'll be good. He'll, he'll have, have a, a slow year. decline. Yeah, so he was the 24th ranked quarterback on, on Pro Football Focus last year, which is pretty solid. They tend to get cornerbacks right a lot. I know they got Delvin Bro terribly wrong from the Saints, but they get it right most of the time. Um, but as I said, as he starts to drop off, they haven't got a lot of talent. Like, D. Milner was their first-round pick two years ago. He has shown them nothing. So, you know, Calvin Pryor, first-round pick the year before, he's been okay. The thing, they, they don't hit on a lot. They need to start hitting. How many wins? Six, Chris. Yeah, I'm saying oh, even at most five. Like, I like I, obviously. I was, was that their first eight games you read out before? Yeah. So Ravens were their eighth game. Yeah. Yeah. See, so they might get they, four wins. Yeah, four or five. Oh, it's a tough schedule. I actually think they're headed to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're going to the bottom because I don't oh, think them and Miami are going to fight it out for who's. I don't, I don't think Fitzpatrick yeah. can do it again. No. 
And he's so, never he's never back. Yeah. Remember him at the Bills when he had that great year? They gave him that big contract. And then, what happened? <laughs> bottomed out. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going the right direction. Speaking of the Buffalo Bills, last year they were eight and eight. Rex Ryan is on the hottest seat in the NFL. There are some worse teams, but they've got rookie coaches, so they're not going anywhere, or they've got new coaches. I honestly think this could be a mid-year firing or earlier if this goes horribly wrong. I'm going to 100% disagree with you. And now I'm going to go into convincing mode. I know I've already got Chris on the hook because he loves my convincing. This is very good. Tyrod Taylor. This would want to be good. Tyrod Taylor, right? If he steps it up another notch next season, which he's looked really good in the preseason, training camp, he's looked great. Steps it up another notch. Starts throwing the ball consistently, plays 16 games. That's a massive upgrade for them. That's a good quarterback. This was the number one running team in the NFL last year, which a lot of people forget. They still have LaShawn McCoy. Carlos Williams is gone, but they have Anthony Dixon, who had some great years at, at New Orleans, and Reggie Bush is going to fill in as that, that third guy. They don't have bad players there. Mike Gillisey even is a solid running back. You then, Sammy Watkins, I believe, is going to jump up into the top 10 receivers in the NFL this year. Breakout? Yep, I honestly believe that. I th- I'm going to do, I'm doing my, um, in the middle of my uh, breakout article for this year. I do my breakout and my uh, my make or break seasons. So I've got breakout one coming up, and he, he's up there. I think he's fantastic. Robert Woods is the most athletic, one of the most athletic receivers in the NFL. So much like we talked about Hopkins and, and Will Fuller in Houston, if Sammy Watkins turns into that dominant guy that you have to double cover all the time, which, let's be honest, he's, he's pretty much there now. Yeah, he's not far away. Robert Woods is going to get single coverage. With that athleticism, that opens up the passing game there. Marquise Goodwin's a really good slot receiver. They, got, they added Jarrett Boykin, Boykin, an ex-Green Bay player who's a really solid slot guy as well. Good frog. Yep. Charles Clay is a good tight end. He blocks. He runs. He's much like he's a poor man's version of Marcel Reese in, in Oakland. They have a great center in Eric Woods. Richie Incognito was one of the top guards in the NFL last year. Now he He's, he's arguably a, one of the very best. He, he was, had a great season. He was fantastic last year. And guards don't decline. Guard isn't something you're good one year and you suck the next. You might drop off a little bit and not have as good a year. He's but ranked, you're gonna, he ranked top two. Yeah, he's exactly. Two last year, he, he's a yeah. gun. He was sneaky. Yep. All the bad press he copped down in Miami, there was a reason why he got re-signed. Because he's he a could good be player. a really and, good player. And let's be honest. Yes, he was... He was racially vilifying a few guys. From all reports, they were cool about it until they weren't cool about it. Like, yeah. I'm not saying it was the it right thing to do. Everywhere, yeah. yeah, I'm not saying he was doing the right thing, but uh, it's it like, goes oh, on everywhere. exactly. Goes all on. of a sudden, I've had enough, so I'm going to start blowing whistles and telling media, and yeah. now who's out of the NFL and who's not? Yeah. It's not Richie Incognito. So let's work out who's the better teammate, really. Um, Cordy Glenn is a really, really good left tackle, number 10 ranked guy last year, and Jordan Mills is a great young guy. Their offense is solid. Why is their running game going to get worse? Number one running game in the league. And if their passing game gets better with Tyrod Taylor, Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, how are they going to be worse? You've got them winning the division, don't you? I have them just winning the division. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to be terrible. I'm just saying this is the hottest hot seat. It is. If, if, it, if it goes bad, he's gone. But I don't think it will. I like, think they've acknowledged that too with the way that they did the contract with Tyrod Taylor, didn't they? Yep. Like the, yeah, yep. we talked Spot about on. it last week. Spot they on. they right. know yeah. that if he if they don't perform, then they can get out of their quarterback and their coach is gone and then the new coach can come in and either say, yeah, we want him or not. So I, I really think they'll be right up there, I think, like you said. Convinced him. I, Bang. No, I've got it on here. I already had it. I, you like them? Yeah. Their, their D-line, did you see the game? They How many times they hit 
the quarterback, the running back behind Jerry the line Hughes of could be another breakout guy. Their it, cornerbacks are great. Ronald Darby and Stephen Gilmore are arguably the best cornerback duo in the NFL. Like they're not both number ones in the league, but they're both kind of around the top ten. And you've got two of them. They got you, good specialists as well in Dan Carpenter and um good, good kickers, they're, they're, good they're, punters. Look, as I said, I think they'll go second in the division. I'm just saying if this goes wrong, there will be a mid season. Yeah, can I can I I'll play the bad guy for a moment as well. God. Reggie Ragland, Reggie Raglan, their second round pick, who I had as my best inside linebacker for a three four in the draft. He's gonna miss the season. He had, he had knee surgery, so he's done. Um they did, did bring they put in, him on IR or yes, is he, yeah, he's, yeah, he's on IR. He's yeah. done. They That's bought in fair. um they did bring in David Hawthorne, who's who's a veteran, and they bought in Brandon Spikes a couple of weeks ago. But now you're relying on, on Manny Lawson. Zach Brown's been solid in the tight at the Titans, but that's a four three. He's now coming to a three four. It's a little bit different. Said Marcel Darius, if he was playing, I'd feel a lot better about the D line. But you were right, they played exceptionally well uh Sunday. Jerry Hughes could be the man there. Mario he, Williams was terrible would, last year. A lot of people don't know Jerry Hughes' story. He was at TCU and it's the only reason why I know it. He was had an exceptional exceptional start to his career. It was incredible. He had a very close family member to him pass away, and he really struggled with it. He was released from the TCU program to say, look, go away for the year, sort this out, and come back for your senior year. He never sorted it out, just really struggled, never came back to college, then declared for the draft, got taken, was in the NFL, and he is a good player. He's a a really good player. If he had played out his junior and senior years. He probably never would have played his senior year if he was that good. He would have been a top 10 draft pick, and a lot of people don't realize that. He is – he could be anything. Yeah. Oh, like, I think he is a I really good He's player. already really good, and much like we said about Jamie Collins, he's a guy that can take the next step. Um, Shaq Lawson was their first-round pick this year's draft. I think he'll miss the – I think he'll be ineffective for the first half of the season with his injuries, but he's a guy that down the stretch – can you get their – their schedule up for me. Yeah, I've yep. got it here. Yeah, who, Far away. So who have they got? <clears throat> so they go Raven, at Ravens. Yep, that should be a win for me. Jets. Win. Cardinals. Loss. loss. At Patriots. Win, because I don't have Brady. That's week four, yep. Yep. At the Rams. Win. 49ers. Oh, that's a tough trip. Win. Okay, uh, we'll say loss at the Rams. They're at five wins now. Yep. Dolphins, at Dolphins. Win. Patriots at home. Loss. At Seahawks. Loss. At Bengals, win. Jags, win. At Raiders, win. Steelers, loss. Browns, win. Dolphins, Jets. win. Win. That's twelve games I've got. Now, I'm not saying it's all going to go away. Yeah, you can take two they away. Might, yeah, they, they might. Fine. They might take a scalp of a of a good of a good team and lose. To the, you know, they might scalp the Patriots a second time and lose to the Browns. You don't know. Don't but know, yeah. all I'm saying is, it's not a terrible schedule for them. And I've done some research on them. I really think they can develop. I think they'll win eleven games. Okay, and I think because of the Patriots missing the first four, they'll get them. Should've At some point, it has to happen. Should have kept that for you. You heard me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a big goal. That's why I, I think they're going to win eleven games, and I think they're going to win the division. And the Patriots are going to win ten and, and be a wild card team. Because in the AFC, you win ten, you you normally get in. Unlike the Jets last year, were a bit stiff. Um, this division's got a lot of trips to the West Coast. Just the way the schedules worked out this yep. year. Um, those aren't fun trips. And, and it's the same going the other way. West Coast teams coming to the East Coast playing those early games. Full full trips across the country take it out of teams. It's a tough trip to make. Um, and this year, both um, 
the AFC West, the NFC, sorry, the AFC East and the NFC West play, each, play other. each other. There's a lot of travel yeah. for some of those Going teams. Going to Arizona is a tough, like, that's a tough game. That's tough because the climate's a bit different. Only two teams no, this play, year are going to go home. in. Cardinals are at home. Oh, they play. See, that's that's one they could pip. Like last could, point I'll get make. Lucky you get a cold day. Exactly. The, the, the last point I'll make is Rex Ryan. Yeah, he's on the hot seat. If it goes bad, he could be gone by mid-season. But is there anyone you want as your coach when it goes good? Oh yeah. yeah he's when, the when, best. when it went good for the Jets, everyone. When it went bad, they didn't want him to go because they'd seen the good. He's a player's, they fought he's for a him. player's coach. Yep. They fought for him and got him to stay around for one more year because the owners were like, we can't get rid of him. So if it goes well, they can roll and they can put on a 10-game streak. That's all I'm saying. I think they've got some really good really good places and I think he's a good coach. Miami. Uh, <laughs> you want to take this, Chris? There's, a, there's <laughs> JA's thoughts them. already. I watched um, them today, yeah. They weren't, the starting offense didn't look too bad. See, Tannehill looked he good. Looked I hang on a sec. Last year they Sorry, went 6-10. 6-10. and, ten. Six and um, ten. We, uh, Overachieving, if you ask me. Yep. I don't like them because I don't like Tannehill. I haven't watched their preseason stuff because I just don't think they're very good. Because if you've seen anything, you can give I more did. light than I can. I I went I went in the gym today and I worked out and I put them on condensed and I just sort of watch it quickly. Just is gym code for the, the study? Sh- no, no. Like this is proper in the garage working out, lifting. Oh, look at yeah, that. yeah. Oh. Like spring's coming, boys. Sun's out, guns out. You know. I've never worried about that. <laughs> I didn't think Maybe you I did. There's a former AFL player if ever I heard one. Yep. Um. Yeah, I want, look, I thought he looked good. I thought Tannehill looked really good today. Looked sharp, looked in control, um, and athletic. Like, I don't think he's been known to be athletic. but he No, would... Adam Gase will use that a lot a lot more. Uh, who was their coach last year? I can't remember now. It was the, the ex-Green Bay guy. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, the Green Bay offensive coordinator. It'll come to me. No personality. Cam Cameron? No. No. Anyway. Uh, uh, bad, let's talk he about is... who they've lost. Lamar Miller. He was... When they had big wins last year, after their coach got fired, Joe Philbin. After Philbin, Philbin got yeah. fired, was he there when you were yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, Good, good. Yeah, yeah. He's not much personality, but yeah, he was good. Yeah, head, most head coaches either have a ton of personality it's all or nothing. no personality. Yeah, There's a big. He wasn't a play caller in Green Bay. I don't like. He seeing... took over the year they they were good. He took over yeah, from McCarthy. He handed the reins over. He's still, he still would have been on a tight leash. I don't like coordinators who don't call their plays becoming head coaches. I don't like hiring head coaches that come from a club that has Aaron Rodgers at the helm and that's the offense they're leading because I think he can make me look like a good coach. Yeah. I think I could go out and go, Hey, throw, hey, it, to, hey, throw, throw it to Jordy Nelson. Aaron, what do you think we should do on this play? <laughs> mm, I agree. Aaron, Let's do it on snap count of two. That's my is, input. This is all yours, Aaron. Exactly. You, like, it's not, yeah. I don't think that was that hard to coach him. Now, he's an NFL coach, but anyway, that's why he's fired now. So, Adam Gase will get Tannehill rolling a lot more. That was your point. Yep. Great point. He did. He looked sharp on the run. Yep. Um, Jarvis Landry is a guy I really like. He is, he is coming out. He, he hit everyone's radar last year. Uh, look to him, breakout season. He could be a top five receiver. My issue with him, I don't think they're going to be able to produce a consistent running game. Now, they couldn't do that last season. With Lamar Miller, they were very hit and miss. They didn't use him very well. They added Arian Foster. Arian Foster's a great zone runner, but he's not Lamar Miller. He's not going to run. He doesn't run as hard. Jay Ajaye, although he has a really good name, he hasn't looked that good as a running back. Jordan Cameron's basically a receiver playing at tight end. He can't block. Uh, Mike Pouncey's a really nice center, but other than that, you, you know, 
Laramie Tunsil was going to play left guard, and then you're fighting out with Dallas, you know, Billy Turner and Dallas Thomas, who plays the other guard. Juwan James is a, is a solid tackle, and so is Brandon Albert. You're relying on, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, I think it was with the Ravens. They have so many questions that yeah. just I don't think they're going to get good answers from. And that's kind of how I look at them. Like, the trade they made for Byron Maxwell and Kiko Alonso. Yeah. They weird. traded back four spots to pick up both their contracts. Now, Kiko Alonso is still a rookie contract, so it's not a big deal, but Byron Maxwell's on massive money. I don't get why you'd, you'd almost want to move up to have to pick up those players. Yeah. I don't get it. Thinking about now, I, I looked at it again today, and I think we were quite against it when it happened, but I'm even more against it now because he got burned by Des Bryant, what, three times in the in the Cowboys preseason yeah, it, game? it happened all the time. Maxwell could not cover him, and that's what you need to do if you're getting paid that sort of money. Rashad Jones is my favorite safety in the NFL. I love him, but I don't think he can do it all. Well, he and Sue can't do everything. No. And it's as simple as that. You're relying on a 36-year-old Cameron Wake to come back from a torn Achilles and be as good as he was. I'm sorry. Just doesn't. He, I would he, love he for it nice... to happen, but it doesn't happen. The history will tell us that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, Chris, he had a real nice... Uh, Wake had a good run there for oh, a few great weeks. great and, and it looked great, but come on, it's an Achilles. Yeah. Like, And then you've got an old Mario Williams coming from a scheme that he didn't like playing in to a scheme where... He, it's the same. He's yeah. playing in the same scheme that he didn't like. So, I, 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 and he's old. He's old. He's, he's a bit over the hill. They might get one good year out of him. I just don't see this team being any good. I'm, just, no, I'm not trying to be harsh, my, my my first notes I took on them is they got a really tough schedule. I think as well. I can see him winning one, maybe two games. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I don't know I, if I'd be I, hang on. I'll I'm, find. I'll find the two. Like, kicker ones are not even going to be a week starter. Three. Browns, maybe. Titans week five. How do you know? What if RG3 comes in and tortures? Because yep. won't, Josh, won't Josh Gordon Rams be back by then? The you have Josh Gordon. What if Corey Coleman burns Maxwell a couple of times? Got the Jets twice. Yeah, it's no guarantee they're going to win any game. That's the thing. When you look at it, we looked at the Bills and the Patriots went through all their teams. That you can say, yeah, they should win that. They should win well, that. Yeah. They should win that. Miami, every team they play, you go, well, maybe. The Browns, maybe if they don't, if they play well. What if the Browns come in and play really well? I think they'll be zero two to start at Seahawks at Patriots to start the year. Mate. <laughs> yeah, You'd yeah, be like, that'll, oh, that'll be the shit. Patriots' one win yeah. of the first four. Th- then they win the, they win the Browns. Maybe if you're zero two when you're starting to quit Ooh. on the team and the Browns, you get, get you lose to the Browns. That could be you're done. You guys have got these guys having the first pick in the draft. Well, what, what's what is here that tells us they? No, they might not. What you tell me? What they've got that's uh, gonna, other than Jarvis Landry? Don't worry about me. I don't like Tannehill. Yeah, I, you hate Tannehill. Landry and Sue's the only two things I really love on that team. I think Tannehill is good player. I think he's he's probably the, it's probably the Tannehill scale in my opinion. He's probably about Ooh. midway. Oh, the new scale. But I don't. I like it. Think he's been used correctly. He's, you know, he has actually. I saw did you see in the preseason game. He has the third most passing yards ever in the first four years, ever in the NFL. Peyton really? Manning and Dan Marino are in front of him. God. Tom Brady's behind him. Now that if that doesn't show the state of the passing game in the yeah. NFL now, what yep. does? Yeah. yeah, very true. Good, good luck to them, all the Dolphins fans. Tannehill should be exciting if nothing well, else. Who will they pick number one then? That's what, that's what they're looking at. You get <laughs> the scouts um, working now. Le- Leonard Fournette. Um, oh, yeah. He's so good. Or they could have kept Lamar Miller, who's the same. Anyway, no, let's he's not, not get into Fournette that. will be better. Uh, Chris, give me uh, one through four. How are they going to finish? May I say Patriots, 
Bills. They they almost might be equal, and it might come bit come down to a tiebreaker. Head to head, yeah. Jets. They'll be obviously they'll be a clear third, and sorry, Dolphins are their bottom. James, I've got Buffalo. Just I'm I'm, I'm with you the same. Yeah. I think you're taking the Patriots over just getting over them, but I think the Bills will just get them purely because at some point they have to not win that division. History tells us that, so hopefully it's this year. I think Tom Brady will decline a bit, and then I have Jets and Miami. They'll be fighting it out at the bottom. Um, it could be decided who's lower than when they play each other. Uh, I'll take Patriots, Bills, Dolphins, I reckon the Jets. That schedule is way too hard, and if it's Patrick ain't no good. If he's worse than last it. year, that was the best he could play last year. If he's worse than that, they're going to be way worse. Yeah, wrap it up? Yeah, I am going to wrap it up. Well, let me just get down to your thing. Thanks for downloading the SCN NFL podcast. You can follow me, James Arthur, on Twitter at jartha6594. You can follow Chris at chrisbryan82. And you can follow Richard Garraway at richard03. Until next week, for <laughs> it says you, <laughs> for JA, Chris, and I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the SEN NFL Podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. Richie's been anal again, and then he's going to get some anal around. You're getting ready to go out. You want to get in the mood. There's a playlist for that. You move to the beat. You trip over the dog. You're not dancing anymore. You open the Medibank app and find a physio. We live in an on-demand world. And now your health insurance comes on demand too. Download the new Medibank app today.